0: So I hit that record button, and we are here, Cartoonist Kayfabe, see Brian Moss off in the distance there, Koenji Sean, the Japan Book Hunter on Instagram, and we are in uh, like the warehouse facility of the studio.
1: Yeah, so I mean it's a pretty small studio, upstairs is my private collection, downstairs almost everything is for sale, so this is all stock stuff that I'm selling. Um, Down here we have a stack of books that I have to pack tonight and send DHL tomorrow. And then we have a huge stack over here of these have all been processed, but I have to upload them to the website So that's something that the part-timer usually does, but we have a big one-year anniversary sale coming up So I have a lot more books here than I usually have. I've been on a buying bender Can't help myself once yes. I'm out at those shops, and I see the good stuff. I just cannot help myself
0: What if we turn that light out real quick? Okay, because I just know that that light will play a hell When I try to get that camera over to that double man cell right
1: there. Yes. I got that at the Tokyo Culture Auction last summer. Um, Bid for it against someone else. And I won the lot on that one. But uh, I lost some other stuff. Yeah. So So that rock and jelly bean right there. Yeah, some rock and jelly bean. I'm a big skateboard. I've been skateboarding my whole life. So I'm a big uh, skateboard wall hanger collector. At home, I've got probably 10, 15 up on the walls as well. And who we got here? Is that Maruo? That is uh, is Kensuke Kage. Kensuke Kage did samurai manga, but of their erotic variety. Yeah. So a lot of samurai battles and sex. Yes. And that's an original painting that I got of his at a little high an art gallery in Nakano Broadway.
0: And this two piece, Gonagai.
1: Yeah. so you have the Devil Man Mazinger Z uh 50 year anniversary so he's been doing a whole bunch of events over the last year um this one was a gallery of hakaba in um nakano broadway but then he also did one in seibu in shibuya and you know he's been kind of hopping around every few months doing his 50 year anniversary uh uh promo sick yeah so i grabbed those wall hangers
0: So these are all processed and available on the website right now?
1: Yeah, so not everything's on the website. Unfortunately, I buy too much to post, you know. It takes about 15 minutes to post a book and to write the copy and stuff, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I have thousands, thousands of books. So I try to put up the key stuff, the choice stuff, and um, some stuff is incomplete. So, for example, X-Men manga here. I've got, let's see, I've got 10 out of 13. This one is by... Kojima Miyako, she actually does horror, but in 1997 she did an X-Men issue and I saw her last weekend and she signed that for me. Very lovely, very lovely. And she also drew a picture of me! <laughs> you
0: mm-hmm. know, it's so funny, I have uh, another friend, uh, I think he's Tokyo Toy Hunter, not to be mm-hmm. confused with a Japan Book Hunter. And uh, he's, he's connected with uh, with her and her her husband
1: yeah yeah there's uh i just saw that they're at osaka comic-con right now with Wait. peach momoko yeah i think they're sharing a booth together is this peach yep that's a peach figure right there i yeah, got you when we were in town last that time that tokyo
0: comic-con yeah
1: Sufubi. yeah i got an eye girl over there too and of course i've got her the redraws that she did for me um oh yeah there oh, it, it is that's great yeah and it even has kind of a mo- uh
0: american uh comic uh, aesthetic with the right corner box. and Yeah, you know, the Marvel comic part would be in mm-hmm. the top there.
1: Yeah Yeah, yeah, this is cool so
2: uh, I, Sean, sh- One of the weird things I noticed like is when I got back home and you were posting um, You put up these X files you posted these like, yes um, These are kind of funny because I had no clue something like this would exist here Yes, so we like in, in some of that. why would they make a X? files manga obviously was it popular here i'm assuming
1: so the tv show was popular um in in the 90s this is 1996 and uh let me see if i have three here and the reason why i got turned on so uh mochizuki mikia i'm a collector of Mm -hmm. uh kind of geeky style manga from the 70s and 80s and each Episode these are based off of the TV episodes and each one's done by a different mangaka So I'd actually was looking for a different mangaka that's in volume one, which is hard to find and uh, Happened to stumble across them. Wow. You know, I was like searching online for other books that he had done and I was like X-Files
2: What's that? Right. <laughs> and then I was like,
1: okay, I guess I'm on an X-Files mission now yeah. and I started hunting around for mm for X-Files manga.
2: Yeah, just cuz it's like that kind of stuff. Um, we have our own American, you know, comic version of it, but you know, I'm surprised something like this never came over, you know, because that's just like mer- merging two like nerd cultures together.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I just recently discovered there was a, a Spawn manga. Yeah, and the Spawn really manga is cool. yeah, it's awesome. You have that uh Miyazaki uh
1: Loop in the Third. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, Tell yes, the people yes. this is right here. So this is uh uh Otsuka and Miyazaki, of course, uh Otsuka did Rupan and Miyazaki, you know, Ghibli fame. And this is the only book that they released together. Cuz they've done a lot of work together, but they never released anything together. And it's got some like mm-hmm. nice That's foldouts. No, right. oh, thank you. Mhm. And uh this one's really really hard to find. I mean, even in Japan, they go for something like this mm-hmm. and it just kind of shows keyframes and oh, yeah, interviews storyboards. yeah storyboards of some of the stuff that they did together and then some stuff that they did individually as well Yes, yeah, so it's just like pre pre Ghibli yeah and I think this came I want to say this came out in the early 80s 83 ish mm. I'd have to double check though
0: yeah you know what would be fun man what is because we like to sell comics we like to read comics Mm-hmm. As of this recording, to put you on the spot, <laughs> what's the biggest ticket item, man, that uh, we can sell for you?
1: Biggest ticket? Mo- as in most expensive?
0: Yeah, most expensive. And uh, and a caveat would be, what's something that's super expensive that has been sitting on your shelf for a little while? Because I bet you we'll sell it.
1: Oh, jeez, man. Well, uh Yeah, both of those. Uh, God, God, you are putting me on the spot. <laughs> well, I do have some... Uh, I always have Otomo stuff, right? Right. So there's always... Uh, There's always some Akira Animation Archives or something like the two-volume continuity of Akira. Yeah, these are the storyboards. Yeah, these are the storyboards from 1999. And this is something, and we kind of chatted about this before, like, because it was printed in 1999, it's not as crispy as the Otomo Completes that are out now. Yeah, the new stuff. but. You know, if you want, if you're a kid, a collector, then I mean, you know, right. this is, these, the OG. yeah, you got to get the OG, right? And something like this, I mean, you're probably looking at around $300 on eBay America and up if you can even find them. Right. Something like this, I've, I probably, I probably will sell this for around 200 you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, so I try to get, because I'm at the source, so if I can get a good deal, I want to pass on that good deal to other people too, you know? Yeah um of course uh do you Umez. Have,
0: yeah do you have this stuff in a particular order i guess it's the Umez section so this is
1: kind of so like it's, it's a bit jumbled but here i have mostly manga stuff manga or some anime related the akira color animation stuff once in a while you know dvd here and there some of the oversized art books the hajime Sorayama stuff um a rock and jelly bean stuff and then i have sci-fi and tokusatsu stuff down here so all my godzilla stuff or my vintage you know some vintage hedororo or the godzilla stuff this is maybe 1973 um so i do have some sort of rhyme and reason to everything and then over here is like vintage adult um, adult manga ero manga and uh magazines and by the front door i have magazines i have art books is that stuff rental manga down there um no but i do have a stack of rental manga right here
0: explain that phenomenon because that's something that is uh unique to japan certainly something we never had in the states
1: so from about uh i'm not an expert on on it but from about i'd say 1956 to 65 around there, maybe even as late as 58, then you had these rental bookstores popping up where, you know, for a buck you could rent, you could check out a book, you know? And they had all kinds of books, not just manga, but manga were the big sellers. Right, Manga were the, the big rentals, I should say. So they produced them in higher quality than other manga that was being put out at the time because they had to be able to hold up to, you know, 200 people, kids flipping through them, you know? Right. So. They're hard to get in good condition because they're rented out so much, but you also get these amazing, like, color pages that you didn't get in manga at the time. Right. So it really was an experience mm-hmm. to uh, to be able to handle these because regular kids didn't get to handle anything of this kind of quality at the time. Right. And again, by the, you know, by, you know, the 65, the market had died out for the rentals, and then... Um, and then you started getting the manga cafes popping up where people could go, you know, the manga Kisaten where you can get a cup of coffee or soda and then you can read as many as you could read in the amount of time that you were there. Legend of the Laughing Woman.
0: Yeah, beautiful four-color yeah. printing. Yeah. Said the color
2: really holds up really well in those.
0: Because so much of even today, man, it's like that process. red is like the only color that you get. Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of the famous geikiga mangaka, they came out, and horror, came out of the Kashihon rental, rental book era, right? So, you got your Umezes, and your Hamashinjis, and your Kogas that came out of, in the horror yeah. genre. And then you have your, uh...
0: Tatsumi was a
1: uh, rental manga guy. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, he was. And, uh, yeah, uh, Ikegami. Like, yeah, yeah, he came out of that same. So, a lot of those rental guys went on to work for Hibari Shobo or a lot of these uh, other. The, well, Hibari was originally rental manga. And then, when that industry died, they just started producing like Tonkabons.
0: Right. Yeah. So, you sell stuff uh, sort of in bulk. I remember you saying that like you get a hold of an entire year's worth of Garo and will sell that as a single unit
1: rather than just individual issues yeah i try to do that and it's what i try to do is i try to find a shop or sometimes the seller online but i usually don't trust them but for example i went to a shop in uh here in tokyo and they had 1968 through 1972 uh, of all the Kamui Den just the whole run of Kamui Den. And so like I was able to buy that as a huge set and then bust them up into years and then sell off some years for collectors that needed those years. They needed a 67 or they needed a 69.
0: Would would they be
1: Collectors like in the States or something? Yeah, c- Canada, the States, Europe. I mean, there's people out there that love the Gato stuff and yeah. they just can't get their hands on it. It's true. And like, I think you mentioned it before too, is that uh, you used to be able to pick these up for like two, three bucks a piece, you know? Yeah, I
0: blame you for uh, changing the market on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now it's getting hard, especially some some of the special issues, the Hayashi Seichi covers and stuff like that. Because people that are big fans of, you know, of the mangaka, they want it all.
0: Yeah, uh, do you know the ins and outs of the business model of Garo magazine? Because from what I understand, it's kind of like the way my pu- publisher, Fantagraphics, works. It's like you don't really make much money up front or anything like that. It's kind of for the love of, of comics. You have a narrative you want to get out, but uh, they're not giving you money to make that your comics in there.
1: My understanding of the history of Garo was that artists made very little. The manga yeah. mangaka made very little, the photographers made very little But it was a place to showcase their art and then build a career from there So you had some contributors that contributed for years and years and years uh, Shinji Nagashima, for example, to Garou But uh, they also spawned their careers to be able to go do other things yeah. Whether it was their own manga or illustrations for children's books Or whatever it was to you know pay the bills But uh, Garou was notorious for not paying Oh, I see. Yeah, that's my understanding. Here's a good one. Speaking of Tsuge Yoshiharu, this is limited edition print of the seven graveyards. Tsuge Yoshiharu with the furoku or the add-on to it. It is signed by the man himself. This cool one color printing. That's gorgeous. And I believe that these were hand stamped limited to 300 or something like that and then this is the little furoku it's just explaining how he put together the stories
0: uh oh yeah the the namu yeah it's pretty
1: cool
0: that's amazing
1: yeah yeah so when i find this weird little stuff like this i cannot help myself unfortunately these aren't big-selling items, as far as my business goes. What's this retail? Uh, I bet you you sell it. If I, I bet you that uh, I think I have it posted for fifty-eight bucks or something like uh, that. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. I bet you.
0: I bet, I bet you it's gone before twenty-four hours. This video.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, limited wow. to four hundred. Limited to four hundred. Signed. So uh,
0: the quality yeah. on this old stuff is very astonishing. Like it's it's so surprising that. So many of these old magazines in, in Tankobun, they, they just really stood up to the test of time.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, people who love their books, I mean, if they're willing to hold on to something from 1973 then they're probably going to take care of it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, But it, also I think it depends on where you lived because Japan's hot and humid in the yeah. summer times. Uh, I have a customer who lives in Okinawa and he says it's really hard to find old stuff down there because it's so hot and humid and salty mm-hmm. yep. that like nothing survives, yeah, right? Yeah, it's true. It all deteriorates. Yeah, it just deteriorates. It so, uh, gets moldy and stuff. Yeah, if you can get your... I mean, so... if I, I try to only buy really clean stuff, but it's amazing like how clean a book from, you know, from... A thir- 1990, doesn't seem that long ago. Right. It's 33 years ago, right? <laughs> 33 years ago, and it's Lisa here by uh, huh? Kakizaki uh, Kazumi. He also did Waterworld, the Waterworld adaptation of the movie.
0: <laughs> really? And
1: uh, he also did Gallo and Lusa and some other stuff. Kind of. Heavy metal style, barbarian style. That's hard. You know? But if you think about it, you know, 33 years somebody took care of this. Yeah. You know?
0: You brought some stacks down from your personal collection.
1: Yes, I did. All right, let's take a look at what I got here. Um, I'm keeping with the Kaze, it might take me a second to find the page, but Kaze Shinobu. um, There's all of these are the original magazines that have the prequel and the postscript to Ryu, the strongest man on the face of the planet. So you get to get a little bit of the backstory. And then you get and we do have to find video. out what happened later
0: uh. I was with you when you completed your Kaze Shinobu collection.
1: Yes, there was uh, one period piece called um, Moon rain loosely put or and. Uh, yeah, that's what uh, I was missing from my collection and I was missing these, yeah. but a, a shop that I took you to, the fine st- store owner knew what I was looking for, happened to find these and in, I mean, look at this,
0: Yeah, like that's the group
1: kicking a dinosaur to the throat
0: Yeah, in and, a time slip. And for the people playing at home, like Ryu, the strongest man on earth, like that is the one where he punches through the entire globe of the earth and splits it into two.
1: Yes, yes, and he does this classic, you know, Drouet style. Yeah, the symmetry. The, yeah. Yeah, he loves, he loves them eyes.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, it's a much looser style, indicating, it, you know, he did it much later.
1: Like, there's the Kase Shinobu stuff I got lucky enough to get. Um, some other stuff that I really like in my personal collection. Um, Fukushima Masami. He was famous for making the flesh bomb.
0: The flesh bomb. Flesh
1: bomb era comics. So just really ripped dudes <laughs> doing awesome stuff. Remember so. those
0: video games? hey it must. What, uh, what are no, those ch- shooters? Tony Anky or something like that. They were Tonin Anky. Two muscle dudes fucking flying through.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so wow. he did the he did this amazing wow. geeky goss stuff. And it's Saint Muscle, and he goes around and he kind of uh <laughs> Helps people with his ripped muscles, you know, enslaved people. And How do
0: you think this is, man? Because I feel like this might influence JoJo.
1: This is oh, uh, this is definitely pre-JoJo. This is uh late seventies. So, you know, it, when was the the first JoJos come out? Eighty eight or something like that? Mid eighties. Yeah, I would I would like to say I'm not a JoJo expert, but uh,
2: look at that drawing in itself. That's beautiful
1: yeah so is this a complete story this is a complete story this is the omnibus there's also uh, I think that the Tonko bone were three volumes I want to say
0: now we're looking at something this is from your personal collection so this, this one is this for sale
1: this one I do not have I have more Fukushima Masami stuff in my for sale but this one is for my personal collection yes but uh, I think you know he did a famous one about a traveling monk mm-hmm. that uh, kind of teaches people their lesson He's really strong, but as most monks were back in the fables, they are very horny. So so he does a lot of that too when he travels around. Um, But going back to Kaze Shinobu, here's a little side story. Uh, He did this series called Tiger Mask.
0: I had no idea that he was the Tiger Mask guy.
1: And he's not the Tiger Mask guy. Okay. So he just decided to do a Tiger Mask manga without worrying about copyright or royalties or anything. The first one did really well. It was uh, serialized in a magazine and then put into a tonko bone. Then he got a lawsuit against him. And then when they put out the second one, they had to settle the lawsuit. So I believe that most of these got shredded.
0: Ah, sick. It's
1: very hard to get your hands on volume two. Volume one isn't so hard, but volume two, it took me forever to track this one down, a couple years of hunting.
0: But this is Kaze?
1: Yeah, this is Kaze Shinobu. And of course, it is wrestling manga.
0: Now I'm jealous.
1: There's those eyes. What did I say? Yeah, for he sure. Loves those eyes. Um, set in New York City. Um, Tiger Mask travels from Japan to New York. Uh, there's mafia. There's uh, rival wrestlers. You know. I
0: just think I saw Charles Bronson.
1: Yeah, there's a, a Charles Bronson-looking dude <laughs> in it. Um, yeah, there
0: like, he is. Paul Kirsten. Yeah,
1: right there, with the revolver right in hand. In the barrel of a gun. Yeah, so there's like a... Kaze A lot of the mangaka, not just Kaze, were very liberal. I mean, but then, you know, you the strongest man on the face of the planet, has Miyamoto Musashi, Bruce Lee, right. Jesus.
0: Right. <laughs> you gotta get everyone in there. Now, this this is a revelation because I've seen a lot of internet posts about this just before we came last trip and i had no idea that this existed so explain to the people what we're looking at
1: okay this is a bootleg of a compilation of other manga by mangaka this is underground somebody made this i don't think it's ever going to be for sale yes um
0: yeah so like uh there is a practice when we went to komitia uh there are old series and things that just never yielded the popularity to get a tanko bond so there are tables at these doujinshi festivals where they will self-publish Trade paperbacks of old series that, that never got collected. So that's that's presumably what this is right here.
1: Yeah. Either so some of this stuff never got collected, and then some of this stuff was uh, was just out of print, and you just couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. So th- this one has the, this is Koga Shinichi, who's a famous a horror manga manga also from the Kashihon era, and uh, print quality is awful. Sure. Yeah. But of course, somebody you know, these are kind of. You know. Same
0: professional. It's so a yeah. professional, it's not offset printed, it's, you know, toner or yeah, something. The but they can do cool
1: things with it, so they can do things like throwing an Umez Exorcist <laughs> color pages in here. These were the tie-up between Umezu and Warner Brothers yes. on the release. This came out in June 1974. Yeah, yeah uh shonen shonen magazine
0: yeah this, this showed up on uh you know reddit or something uh before we came out here last time and a lot of people showed me this. like you've got to get the umez exorcist comic
1: if you can find it man i've owned one in my life and i sold it to a friend who's a collector in la yeah. and it's the only one i've ever found and i got lucky again digging at a small mom and pop shop um this is the hamashinji one and then there's a couple more, a couple more shorts in yeah, here, and interdispersed there's some color. You that's know. incredible. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, did you get that at a Dojinshi Fest? Or... No,
1: I didn't. I got it from a friend who knows the man who makes them. Okay. And oh, he's wow. like, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't introduce you to him. No, he's I get very it. underground because he also did some other ones. He did a Johnny Quest. That's so cool. Which is very, I mean Johnny Quest in Japanese. He did Space Ghost, and he did uh, do Time. Have, do you have them all? Time Tunnel, um, I, my space ghost? ghost is upstairs, okay, that's sorry right. about that. Time Tunnel, which is super rare in Japanese, and then uh, uh, some ninja action. Um, this, so The Japanese ones are just ones that were hard to find, but Johnny Quest, the advent, of Johnny Quest? Right? I, I, I question whether this was ever legally licensed in English right. in the first place. Right. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you get some typos, you get poor printing, quality, but you get That's something that yeah, no one will ever have.
0: Yeah, it's just not in print, you're not gonna find
1: it. Regular customers get access to stuff like this. Yeah, right. this, I could, Stuff like this doesn't end up on any web stores anywhere, right? Right. Yeah. Cool, man. So this is the stuff that you just recently bought. Yeah, this is all stuff that I recently bought that I'm trying to get up on the website to uh, to sell.
0: Coming up here. What's so special about that Brutus?
1: Um, kind of depends on the issue, but this Brutus is an all-manga issue. Okay. So, you have some Matsumoto Taiyo in here. You got some, I believe there's some some no Joe in here. There you go. Mm. And it's just kind of profiling famous manga.
0: From
1: like a Showa era or something. Yeah, and uh, and Brutus magazine, of uh, there's, there's some George Akiyama, this is Ashura, which is very political. Um, it's about famine and about, you know, the, the daimyo controlling the peasants. And cannibal boy has to eat people to survive. Uh, very heavy stuff. Yeah. So it's cool to find a Brutus that is focusing on manga. Yeah, super
0: cool.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> the
2: entire time we've been filming, I've been fixated on... This guy right here, is this some parody of Indiana Jones or something?
1: So this is a little furoku, what furoku were were free little magazines that they gave out when you bought a real, a, a big magazine, mm-hmm. right? So they're like a little free insert, a little a freebie. And once in a while I'll run across these in a shop oh, or at a oh, at a, cool. some sort of a book. This one's unfortunately ripped, kind of bummed me out, but uh, I found this at a little pop-up book fair, look at the corners all jacked. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a little adventure comic. Yeah. There's no adventure manga.
0: Yeah, I love that drawing. Yeah. That guy's real cool. Yeah.
1: There's a thing where they, around this era, that late 50s, early 60s, where a lot of people wearing hoods, almost like clan-like hoods, yeah. the bad guys, yeah. and or skull masks. Yeah. All right? Yeah,
0: there were a couple in the Bat- Batman mangas.
1: Uh, yep. Yeah, it was a theme that they really liked. So anytime I see a weird one at a shop try to pick it up yeah yeah um yeah mostly mostly manga some reprint stuff of uh you know i'm a big bontentaro big bontentaro fan so i went home with one of these yeah these are fun right so i always try to keep some of those and
2: stuff
0: you know i haven't been there yet like i like i find these at that top floor in uh nakano broadway but i always like that that play complex is such a labyrinth mm. That like, i bypassed that store two times this trip
1: Yeah, uh, uh Mandarake, Maniakan, The Mania, yeah. Mania, it's the name of the shop So yeah, that's where you're gonna find all of the old Kashihon stuff The rental book stuff, that's where you're gonna find like anything pre-80s yeah. Over there at Mandarake And you're also going to find the reproduction stuff like this Or in 2012 Bonten Taro did they did this one bad girls yeah
0: it's hard that's beautiful
1: Bonten doing some tattooing there in the corner he was a famous tattoo artist as well so all of those repros that Mandarake puts out um, you'll find up there on the fourth floor at Mandarake Mania now Sean this stuff over here this is this is the titties um no there's some in here this is actually my personal um, these are all Mostly personal collection stuff. Some newer stuff in here. I try to separate my old horror over there and my newer stuff. Um, And this is all stuff that I'm reading right now, so there's a lot of sexy in there. Um, And then... Down here, deep. In the recesses. This is all Maeda Toshio. Adult stuff. Ero manga. um, Hananaka Rui. Was also a famous Ero mangaka from the 70s and 80s. Um, of course, Cur- Dirty Matsumoto, also a very famous one. Great cover. Yeah. Oh always psychedelic. Very juicy stuff. Very juicy stuff.
0: <laughs> I mean they're getting ready to do the scissor move.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of scissoring going on in dirty Matsumoto. Yeah, yeah. And I you know, I have regular customers that they like to they like to collect uh, erotic manga and stuff. So I try to find the rare stuff for them. The rare, weird and wild. Do
0: you ever have you ever have trouble in, with customs in other people's countries, and uh, packages get rejected or anything? I
1: haven't yet, but there's some stuff that you I won't what? send to certain countries. Yeah. So if there's anything that even is remotely like lolicon, like a right. yeah, if there's, yeah.
0: If, if there's not, if there's not some. If it's flat-chested, like don't even bother.
1: Exactly, I won't ship it to Australia. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will ship it to Germany. Right, there's, you kind of gotta get a feeling for what what's allowed in the countries. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, yeah, most of, to be honest, uh, most of my customers for this stuff are in the UK, Europe, and America, North America. Yeah. So, uh, but lots of it up on the site. Oh, Kenshi Kage, the original piece of art up there that we were talking about before, he did stuff like this, which is yeah. samurai stuff, but it's, you know, it's sexy samurai. Is this a Matsumoto figure? This is a Matsumoto figure. This is the uh, issue one of number five. Yes. And it came with a variant cover and a figure, and a newspaper. Oh. So, we got the figure of number five, of course. We have the variant cover.
0: So gorgeous.
1: And then he, there's these a poster and a newspaper. The five newspaper, I think it's called.
0: And is this up for sale on the site?
1: Yep. What's got these, uh, these. What's the uh, URL? Uh, JapanBookHunter.com is where to go. Yeah, man. Yeah, go head on to over. Up, yeah, you'll be able to go there and find the, the
0: price.
1: Yep, you'll be able to find the price over there, and I think, you know, this one's pretty reasonable. I think it's only like 32 bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, and you yeah. can get something like, you know, original that you'd... I mean, I, I'd personally like to frame this if I had more wall space, totally. you know? It'd look cool, have an old newspaper, old newspaper up from 20 years ago, and it's amazing this is already 20 years old, to be honest. It is, it is crazy. Yeah
0: crazy and two rounds through Viz, man sean thank you so much for showing us the the headquarters of the japan book hunter
1: thanks for being here man i love seeing you guys coming into town and love being on manga quest with you
0: <laughs> before we get out of here you said uh, japanbookhunter.com uh what is the your uh, what is the uh Name for uh, on the social media and
1: stuff. Uh, also, Japan Book Hunter on Instagram. You can uh, DM me on there. I'm posting books every day up there. Posting little vids, sometimes lives of uh, manga events I go to and stuff. And Japan Book Hunter on YouTube. Sometimes I'm posting videos up there about once a month of the art exhibitions I've been going to, or uh, sometimes just profiling uh, underappreciated mangaka.
0: I forgot to go silent. Doytashimashte. <laughs> Read more manga.